Welcome, change agents. I'm so glad you're here. This is Cheryl Klein, and you're listening to the Limitless Leader Podcast. Hey there, Cheryl here. It is an extremely special day. I am so honored and glad to be here with Kelly Nagel, President and GM North America for Jabra. Kelly, thank you so much for taking a little time out of your incredibly busy schedule. Well, Cheryl, I'm so happy and honored to be here with you. And uh, I'm more than happy to do this with you and take the time. It's really important to me. So thank you. Of course, and I can't wait to jump in and really understand and break down how you have led such an incredible team during an incredible time of disruption, and not only in 2020, but you really came out of the gates in 2021 strong, and you guys are still going. So I can't wait to hear your wisdom on that. But before we jump in, I want to know a little bit about how did the younger Kelly, and like we said earlier, you're still young, but I mean the younger impressionable Kelly, you know, let's say that impressionable age between, you know, six and 16, let's say, what what either propelled you to greatness or really knocked you back a few and on your heels and made you think it's going to be different for me? Which one was it and what inspired you? It was actually a combination of both because when I was a young girl, I you know kept talking to my mom, what do I, what do I want to be? And she's like, well, you can be a teacher, you can be a nurse, you could be a stay-at-home mom. And I thought, I don't know if I want to be any of those. I don't like blood. I don't really like kids very much. And again, I don't like kids very much. So <laughs> I said, I think I want to do something different. So uh, I was an only child and I had a wonderful aunt and uncle who had no children and they loved to travel. And they actually inspired me in my love for travel. And and when I was nine years old, they took me to Walt Disney World. So you can only imagine Walt Disney World and Epcot had just opened and they stayed at this beautiful five-star resort. And I've never stayed at anything better than like a Motel 6 or maybe worse than a Motel 6. (laughs) And I stayed in this beautiful hotel for seven days and I thought, wow, I want to work in a hotel like this. And I want to go into hotel management and be the general manager of this beautiful hotel in Orlando, Florida. And I remember coming home and telling my mom that. And she said, she's like, you know, your grandparents have a restaurant and you know what that's like. She's like, you're going to not want to do that. So I held that dream and I actually went to school for hotel restaurant management because I wanted to be the GM of the Hyatt Grand Cypress at the time. So uh, I went into, that's what I wanted to do. I actually did that job for five years. And uh, and then someone tapped me on the shoulder to come over to do something with Ingram Micro and technology. And that was even more fun. So that's what sparked my interest in technology. I don't have a background in tech or STEM. And I think it's really important that a lot of people think I have to have coding or STEM background to get into technology. And you don't. You just have to have a passion for for new products and technology and customers, and you too can get into the technology industry. Yeah, I think that is so important. It's an important theme. I hear it over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an important one to keep note of. And so going forward, I think we were talking earlier, you had some very inspiring leaders when, you know, early on in your career. So Mm -hmm. can you talk a little bit how they inspired you. And I think you really have had a very courageous male ally. And talk a little bit about that and why that's important in developing female leaders. 
Absolutely. Um, I, I will tell you, I was a very competitive seller and I moved up the ranks very quickly. And, um, and one of, and my, my male uh, manager was going to move into another, into another area. Uh, and my boss, Peter Gambino, who he knows that he's uh, very <clears throat> admired and, and loved in my world. He, he was looking for a manager to take the place. And I said, you know what, I think I'm gonna challenge myself. I think I can manage this group better than somebody else coming in. So I went up to him and I said, you know what, Peter, I'd really be interested in applying for the job. And he said, you're not ready. You're not ready, Kelly. And in typical Peter fashion, he he's like, go do some homework. So I did a lot of work, a lot of ground groundwork and kind of talk to a lot of people and why would I be a good candidate? Do I know what it's like to manage people? You know, he really pushed me hard. And at the end of the day, I came back. I'm like, I did my homework. I'm, I want to go forward. And he's like, oh, you know, it's going to be really hard, Kelly. It's, you're going to have a lot of people to compete against. And he's like, I don't know if you're ready. So he pushed me to go further and, and do more research, more homework and really challenge myself. And by the time I actually got through the interviews, there was no way he was going to choose anybody other than me. So I went and got allies of all the other managers who and directors who were in the hiring process. And, and they basically told them, if you don't hire her, we're going to take, take her from you. So you better hire her. And I have to say to this day, I always thank him for, for choosing me and for pushing me. And he always said, don't be afraid, Kelly, raise your hand, take the challenge you're not, they're not any better than you. The person going for that job, there's no reason why you can't do it. And I think having those allies and having, whether it's a female ally, male ally, just you need to have those allies and sponsors who are going to talk about you when you're not in the room and promote you. And, and he was definitely one that did that for me. Yeah. So that is so important. So what I extract from that is don't be afraid, mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of times really uh, pay attention to your gut because yes. I sometimes your gut is a lot more more um more correct than your mind you know before you get that involved in it and did did you and peter just how did you how did he become a real advocate and sponsor did you seek him out did he seek you out was it luck he became my boss um, when I actually, I, you know, I always say careers take, career journeys don't always take a linear path. They go over bumps and valleys and you make a U-turn, you might take a left at the wrong, you might go down a dead end street. But, you know, I actually was a part-time stay-at-home mom and I, um, and I was working two or three days a week and he transferred into my group and um, all of a sudden... I, I, he's like, wait, you only work part-time and you do how much work? And he just recognized my passion and that I really wanted to go further. And that at some point I was going to come back full-time. So he's like, when are you going to come back full-time Kelly? So he really, he recognized that in me. And I think, you know, he, he immediately took me under his wing and, and he did that with, I wasn't the only one. I'm sure if you ask anybody who was a, a Peter Gambino disciple, there's many of us. So he was just really what I call a nurturer and someone who um, just paid it forward with so many of us. Mm -hmm. So I think that has definitely after, you know, talking to you and kind of watching your journey, it seems like that his, not only was he an advocate but he, you might not be where you are today without that belief and that push and had the opportunity to access what was probably already in you, but to have someone like that. So it seems like the lesson that we learn from that is to be bold, don't have fear. And if, if you don't have someone kind of by luck or chance, if you don't have a Peter in your life to maybe actively go out and try and find one either inside or outside your organization. Absolutely. Or a Cheryl Klein. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, we can expand on that later. But um, so, you know, moving on, let's talk about since what we both have in common um, and just really the synergy. And I have to talk about mindset. Now, mm -hmm. a lot of times people might look at you, they think, you know, that's amazing. Kelly is president GM North America. She's just killing it. She's doing amazing, even during these crazy times. And but has it always been smooth sailing or can you get vulnerable with us for a second and, you know, share a little bit of a time when you took a flop um, or when things were just so frustrating that maybe you wanted to throw in the towel? Yeah. And I, I know um, you, you, you know, these stories well, but um, I think there, there was a time probably I would say about a, oh, a, a year and a half ago, I would say, um, you know, I was, I, I wasn't feeling my best. I didn't feel, maybe that I was contributing in the way or being heard. And, you know, I think this self-doubt talk comes into our minds and getting that voice inside our head to tell us to get over it and not to dwell on things like that. And I think for me, having that confidence in myself and, and getting back, moving from those setbacks quickly, I think it's, it's not letting that linger and finding those allies or your board of directors, people that can help you through difficult times. And I just encourage everyone to have those people that, you know, on the lifeline call, Hey, I have an SOS and people that will respond during that. Cause we all need people that can build this back up and, and we need to not beat ourselves up, which I know some, so many women do you, you, you dwell on something and we can't get past it. So you really, need those people that will help bring you up and lift you up and be there for you. And then you need to be your own cheerleader. And really, you know, I think about the, the I have so many things across, Cheryl will be happy. I have so many post-its along my monitor with, with sayings and things that remind me um, about who I want to be and how I want to lead and how I want to feel at the end of the day, at the end of the week, at the end of the year. So just remind yourselves that who, how do you want to feel at the end of it and, and get past the negatives and stop the self doubt talk and really remember the mountains that you've climbed and the successes that you have and, and sound the bell when you have those successes. Cause so many times we, we don't, we don't feel like we can brag or, you know, we don't want to do that, but you should, you have to have your brag book, write down all the great things you did and tell them to your boss, to your peers, share your best practices. You, we all learn from one another and I just want to say that I'm feeling more confident in, in my business and, and just in our organization. And I'm so thrilled at the work that this team has done and how we've come through um, really difficult times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that is so incredible. And let's just take a second because I think uh, it's safe to say, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that you've always felt pretty confident about your ability, even hearing your stories from, you know, even in your earlier days. Um, and also probably safe to say that you've felt confident leading your teams, but sometimes it gets really challenging leading a global, having global peers and mm -hmm. having the leadership that is not based in the United States. And so can you share a little bit about what's changed for you in the last year and a half and how it's not just benefited you, but how you transform and how it's benefited everybody um, and Jabra as a whole? I think it's been around storytelling and how we communicate because we're talking with people from, from different backgrounds, different languages, and they, you know, we, so often we speak things that are native to our region or our industry. And 
and I will say an example was I, I got to um, present to our board of directors um, six, six, or mo six months ago, I think it was, and thought about how did I want to leave that conversation and that, and that encounter, and what did I want them to leave with, and how did I want to portray the story and talk about the success that the team has had in North America and really celebrate the wins that we've had and, and the journey that we've been on. And, um, and I took time of preparing for that presentation and talked to many different stakeholders. And I presented it to different people in different regions to understand how would, you know, cause we've got people from Spain, Denmark, um, China, uh, Switzerland, all across the world that are part of the board. And I, so I wanted to make sure I had different cultures that were listening and does this make sense? And is there something I need to elaborate on? And um, it was, was so thrilling for me to walk away with our chairman of the board saying, the story was so well told and they, we, I made it un easy to understand. And, um, and so the homework and the work that I did to, to put into that um, presentation really paid off. So I was able to share the success that the teams had in North America, have the board hear about it, and also talk about the future growth and what we need to be successful. Yeah. And so if people could just listen and follow you by example really and get over the idea that kind of tooting our own horn is bragging it's it's not bragging mm -hmm. it's enlightening and it's it's helpful because you bring something very unique to the table as does your entire team and it's almost like we're doing a disservice if we don't talk about what we're passionate about what we've achieved what we love doing what we see happening in the future because that way other people can chime in they can contribute they can lean on us if they need to and so i really and it's not always easy like i i'm sure you can um attest to the fact that if you're not used to it it's absolutely not easy speaking up in a board meeting or any meeting for that example but you've really seen the rewards of that and so that is really amazing advice and thanks for you know sharing the perspective mm -hmm. on that. so you know, going into now that we're well into Q2, the second half of the year is, you know, coming upon us quickly. And there's a lot of exciting things happening, you know, at Jabra. And it's exciting. You guys had your sales kickoff recently, which is exciting. But I think a lot of companies have this challenge too. Like everybody gets excited, but then you got to do the work. So what um, what are you doing to plan for this? So, well, two questions. What's coming that's exciting that we're cap that you're able to share right now? And then how are you positioning your teams to really, you know, um, you know, not feel like the first half of the year or last year was a sprint, but really think that it's a marathon as you transition into really, um, you know, doing well and doing incredible in the, the video market? Yes. So we do have some really exciting things coming second half. And um, it, we just announced two uh, amazing new video products that we're going to add to our portfolio. So now we have an entire family. We've the original Jabra Panicast, which I'm streaming uh, live on on today with you. And then we'll have the Panicast 50, which is an all-in-one um, unit that will be great for huddle rooms, small rooms, and meeting room, and, and medium-sized rooms. And that'll be available come June. And then in August, we're um, going to be releasing our Panicast P20, which is a personal um, camera, which is going to be something that is not on the market at all. And it's really cutting edge AI technology. And it lets you really be seen crystal clear. And the one thing I get asked a lot is, 
I'm returning, I'm planning my return to the office. What do I need for my team to be successful? So we've all been accustomed to being on video uh, over the last 14 months and, and we're used to communicating that way. And now people, maybe some people will be in the office, some people will still be remote or working from a different location. And how do you keep your teams connected and to have crystal clear video and audio that you can see and be seen and be heard uh, both on the, the the near end and the far end is going to be so important to keep teams close and how do people feel that if they're not in the meeting room do they feel connected you know it's going to be this very different world as as we return to office in in different phases you know you could have 25 percent of um of people in the office and 75 percent home or some other location and and how do you keep them connected and so the the audio and the video technology will be critical in the in that return to office plan and i know so many people have questions um if you want to go to our website jobber.com you'll find information um we have people that can chat with you or if you need to talk to a, sale, a sales rep we'll have someone reach out to you for or a consultation, but you know we've been doing this for years. We've been connecting the world through the power of sound for over 150 years. We are the only company that has both medical, professional, and consumer-grade audio. So a lot of people don't know that our parent company, we also have a sister company, GN Hearing, uh, under the Resound and Belltone brand. So we really do help people hear. Um, my father-in-law just got a new hearing aid and he's just raving about it. So, so many people wait until it's too late and they lose their hearing and then they can't think about it. And, uh, or, you know, they, they don't connect, things don't sound the same. They don't even realize that um, so much is, is powered by, by sound and your hearing. Mm -hmm. And a crystal clear conversation is really important in your return to office plan. Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned something that I hadn't thought of. So in back to office, you know, there's huddle rooms, but there's going to be less people in the huddle room. So mm -hmm. Not only are we going to be looking at hybrid where some people are at home and some people in the office, some people may be in the office, but they're not in the conference room. Right. And so I didn't even, you know, really think of that. And so it's also um, great because you guys have spent a lot of time mm -hmm. in research into what does back to work look like. And that's something that a lot of companies are scratching their head and scrambling and trying to figure out. And also last week, um, you know, you had that live webinar on, which I'm not, is that still available for viewing? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's actually streaming on YouTube. And it's, if you go to, um, to the Jabra page on LinkedIn, you should be able to find it there. But if not, I have it on my LinkedIn page, Kelly Nagel, um, and you can find it uh, on my, on my LinkedIn page too. Yeah. So if you are remotely interested in either the personal equipment or for back to office, I highly, highly recommend watching that when I watched it, honestly, and I think I know a decent amount about Java, but I had a good education that was amazingly produced. But one thing that came up in that was security. Mm -hmm. And this was not even on my radar. So can you share a little bit about the AI that's built into that that's really unique to Jabra and is and also the the technology that's really different and makes Jabra such high quality in audio and video. Yeah, so the you know the processing is done on the camera, so it's secure and people don't know. And I, I'm not Arangza, our, our the founder of Altia Systems and and the head of Jabra um, Video. He tells the story much better than me. But you you think about what's going to be needed to um, power us through this next this next phase, and especially keeping people safe in conference rooms. Uh, our 180 degree field of view is perfect because you can see the entire room, and it's gonna it has people count technology. It doesn't it doesn't 
have the faces, so they blur out the faces, but you can see how many people are in the room to keep people safe. And it actually tells you how many times um, the room is, is over capacity. So you can make sure that you're keeping people safe and having the number of people in the room that's, um, that's, that the company has deemed um, acceptable. Mm -hmm. And it looks like there's one question from a fan club. I don't know if you knew that you had a job or fan club. I did not. <laughs> so um, it says, big uh, Jobber fan. Kelly, how are the new Jobber products coming out different from what's existing in the market? So I don't know if they mean if the existing um, maybe competitors is what they're referring to. Yeah, it's it, if you're talking about the video products, I mean these these really are new. We always say we're reinventing the video, the 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 collaboration space and the meeting rooms. And um, I, I I would tell you I'm an I'm an inch deep and a mile wide. And if you want to get technical, I'm not the right person. But I would suggest to go to our website and you can read all about the Panacast, the new Panacast P50 and the P20. But we really have combined Jabra's amazing audio quality um, with the beaming speakers. And again, I'm going to tell you something. I'm not a technical person, but uh, the, the, I'll tell you the audio quality is spectacular and and the video quality is 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 something you've never seen. So um, there's more specs and text, uh, text and specs there uh, on the website and there's some videos. Uh, so please feel free to go to jabra.com and all of the, the new products are featured there. Mm -hmm. And then what about the audio? Like why, forgive me if this is a pedestrian question, but why does world-class audio matter especially now and considering to that let's say selling people aren't going to be selling like they were a lot of selling may remain this way so why does world-class audio matter so many times people you know i'll talk to someone and you know, i'll be wearing a headset or using one of our speaker phones and people they don't always ask how do i sound they they may hear me but they don't realize that the audio quality that they have is not good and as you're working remotely from home whether you have a barking dog or if you have a child that needs help or the amazon truck has come for the fourth time today and your doorbell is ringing and then that causes the dog to bark you know having passive noise canceling on the microphones. You can have clear conversations. I was on the call with my team and I had our Engage 75 wireless headset and I had the windows open because it was actually a sunny day in Buffalo and warm, who knew? And uh, the the lawn cutting service is out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. They're so loud. And someone's like, I can't even hear it. And I forget that our audio quality and the, the noise canceling on the microphone is so good that you don't hear that. You don't hear um, the doorbell or the dog barking. So it's really important. And especially as we're working, whether it's home or remote or a coffee shop, or, you know, once we do start traveling again, having that clear conversation and to be heard, to hear and to be heard is going to be so important. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. I've seen that happen and I've seen the frustration of noise and distractions and deals falling through and the frustration that comes along with that. And so that's really, really important. So as we wrap up, what is something that you would like to leave everyone with? I know that you are a big um, proponent and advocate for empowering women in technology and women in the workplace. Um, is there something that you can leave us with, either with Jabra or something that we can do to create a more inclusive workplace? Yeah, I think so many people ask me this question is, you know, how do we get our number of, of female talents um, in my company or what have you done at Jabra? And I said, well, we've just, we've 
created an atmosphere, a collaborative atmosphere. We we founded, uh, I was actually one of the co-founders of our JARPA Women's Network, and now it's our Women's Network at GN. We've incorporated it across all of our businesses. And having a, a great bench, you know, a, a place where people can go for networking, mentoring, it's really important that it's not all about finding the talent and bringing them in. It's about making them feel included, right? We talk about inclusivity and and how do we make people feel like they're welcome. And I mean, I really have to say we, we've got a great culture at Jabra. I'm, I'm super happy um, and proud of the of the team and, and the work that we've done to create that culture. And we've just formed our second ERG, Black at GN. And again, it's how do we do more within our company um, to really find talent, bring them in and keep them. And we wanna do more and support one another. And I think it's really important when you think about how you support employees, how you make them feel welcome, how their voices are heard. Um, that's just a very important piece to me and, and part of the legacy I wanna leave behind. I, I wanna be an, ad, I'm a fierce advocate for diversity and inclusion. Um, I do this, I mentor many, many people, um, whether they're college age, um, young women, men, um, going up to you know the, the end of, or I should say the, the sunset of their career. I mean, I think it's just for me, I'm always about, I'm happy to help people and I want to see them be successful and leave their legacy behind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that that kind of parlays into, and is a good segue into the name of the talk that we're talking about today. And that's how to really empower teams, um, high performing teams during disruptive times. So it's probably you know, not just for the Jobbert Women's Network, but I think it's safe to say to make sure your teams and there's there's something intrinsic that you really light up in people. And I think that when people are really heard and feel valued. So can you just speak to that a moment and, you know, shine a little bit of light or shine a couple takeaways or tips for people um, leading teams going to the second half of the year to keep everyone motivated on point and really wanting to move forward. Yeah, um, we've, you know, you talked about, we just had our sales kickoff and we had to do it virtually for the second year in a row. And it, it's, I was talking to someone earlier today and I said, one of the, one of the most fun things we did was we sent everyone a box of Legos and had them create something with the Legos and send pictures in. And it was really fun challenge and who doesn't love Legos. And we actually had little Jabra women and little blue parrot men Legos that we sent with everybody. We had like over 450 entrants that people submitted. And I think it's keeping people connected and, and having to, you know, doing fun things or things that are out of the box that um, that help people connect with others. Because connecting when we can't be together is, is really one of the most challenging things. So finding fun in different ways. I mean, people are probably happy hour to death. Let's do a virtual happy hour or, you know, let's do a virtual game day. Um, we actually had a superhero um, event where we dressed up as superheroes as part of our, um, our, our kickoff. So it's finding different ways to, to keep people connected. And I think just understanding that people are all going through different things and to embrace them. Mental well-being is is a key topic right now. And I think we keep talking about how do we help our employees as we're going in, you know, 14 months now of being remote and not being with one another. I mean, everyone's biting, chomping at the bit to get together. And I, you know, I've kind of said, well, it's coming, but let's, I want to keep people safe. And my biggest piece is, you know, Cheryl, I'm, I'm, I'm always worried about our associates and I want to keep them safe and healthy and bring them back in a, in a good way that will keep everyone and their families safe and healthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so what I'm hearing is just finding ways 
to keep everyone connected and in a fun way and maybe to even lighten it up a little. Yes. Yeah. Dress up like Wonder Woman. That's always fun. <laughs> yes, exactly. Who doesn't like doing thing? I've seen that the Legos on LinkedIn. Those, you know, I don't know where to get some of those. But um, but anyways, well, thank you, Kelly, so much. And again, if you are interested in any of these products that Kelly has been talking about, they're not just products. I really look at them as tools and resources for human connection, for relationship building. And I think as we move into the new normal, whatever that is, especially this fall, um, these, these products are going to make a world of difference in people's personal and professional lives. So Kelly, thanks so much for sharing your gems of wisdom. I look forward to following you and all of the amazing things that Jobber's doing. Thank you, Cheryl.